Holding a handstand is actually pretty easy. With the right training and the right preparation, even holding a one-arm handstand is simple enough. What's difficult is getting up into your handstand, finding the right position where you're comfortable and where you have control. That's what's hard. And today, it's going to be all about this. We're going to take a deep dive looking at different handstand mounts. We're going to see what's easy and what's more difficult. What are the advantages and disadvantages of each of them? And of course, which one is right for you? My name is Sasha Bachmann, and I've spent my entire life training, coaching, and performing handstands, calisthenics, and flexibility all around the world, helping people just like yourself. Make sure you check out the link in the show notes for a blog article with even more in-depth explanation on handstand mounts. You're going to find pictures and videos there helping you visualize the here explained concepts, and you can find a free customized handstand workout there for any level that's going to help you push your handstand progress even further. If you've ever trained with a skilled coach who's able to spot you in your handstands, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about right now. If this coach takes you and places you in the right position, you're going to be able to somewhat stand there and hold this position, depending on your level, either on two hands or even on one hand, until you lose tension, slide out of this position, and cannot hold it anymore. Your coach might catch you, put you back into this position, and you're going to be able to hold the position again. This is because once you're well aligned, when you're in this perfectly balanced position, holding a handset is actually very, very easy. Now, the problem is that we're obviously not always going to have a coach that puts us into the right position. This means we have to learn to get into this position ourselves, which means we have to learn to do proper handstand mounts. Now, doing this handstand mount, basically two things need to happen. Number one, we need to invert. We need to get our feet from the floor up into the air and our hips on top of your hands and shoulders. This means we need to fight gravity to get up. Additionally, besides having to fight gravity, we on top of that need to stop in this right position where we can actually have control. And this is what makes mounts so difficult. When trying to get up into a handstand, we basically have two options. Option number one would be a dynamic mount where we jump up. Option number two is some kind of a press, a non-dynamic mount where we don't jump up. Number one, the dynamic mount is of course significantly less technical, less strength consuming, and usually requires less flexibility, which makes these kind of mounts very beginner friendly. Yet dynamic mounts come with a very specific problem. Whenever you're jumping, you don't have control. Meaning for a moment, you're gonna have something that I would refer to as a blind spot. From the moment that your feet leave the floor to when you catch your handstand, there's nothing that you can do about the movement. You're simply in the air, hoping for the best. And this is very, very difficult. Any kind of presto handstand mount is gonna allow you to stay in control the entire time. Meaning you leave nothing up for chance and you're gonna be in control the entire time. Yet the problem here is that of course you have to be strong, flexible, technically rather advanced and able to hold your handstand well. Meaning that these kind of mounts are simply not well suited for beginners. Whilst there might be a blind spot where you lose control for a short moment, dynamic mounts are still the most popular ones because they usually don't require any strength and can be just done quickly during your training to get up into your handstand. The most popular and most beginner-friendly dynamic mount is the tuck-up-to-handstand. This drill does not leave much room for error, it's very simple to learn, and since the tuck position actually doesn't need to be held and is only a stepping stone to align the hips with the already aligned shoulders and hands, this is the ideal mount for all beginners. Everybody should start here. The straddle jump to handstand is quite similar to the tuck up, with the only difference that we do require a certain amount of middle split flexibility. Or in other words, the more flexible your legs are, the easier this mount becomes. Making this still a beginner-friendly mount, but it's only going to work if you're actually flexible. If you're very, very stiff, the straddle jump is not going to get you any kind of advantages. Last but not least, for the most popular dynamic mounts, we have the kick up to handstand. Now, most people look at the kick up to handstand as a beginner-friendly handstand entry. Personally, I honestly couldn't disagree more. 
the kick up to handstand is quite technical. Yes, a beginner can make it up once every blue moon, of course. If the stars align and randomly you do things right or the right combination of wrong things, you're gonna make it up. But to actually get stable in the kick up to handstand requires quite a bit of hamstring mobility, pretty stable shoulders and a whole lot of full body coordination. Personally, I would not rank the kick up to handstand as a beginner drill. And I would more say that this is a more advanced handstand drill. Because if you're not able to hold your single leg L handstand freestanding, there's no chance you're gonna get your kick up 9 out of 10 or even 8 out of 10 times. Moving on, we get to all kinds of presses to handstand. Now, as I mentioned earlier, these are more difficult. You need to be stronger, you need to be more coordinated, and most of the time you also need to be more flexible. Yet, you stay in control the entire time. So if you really want to make it up 10 out of 10 times, if you want to be sure you make it up, a press to handstand variation is going to be your go-to. The straddle press to handstand is the go-to for most advanced handstand athletes. It represents a major milestone in any handstand journey, and when executed correctly with good form, by an athlete who's flexible and strong enough. The press to handstand is not gonna require much energy and is perfectly stable. It's going to work 10 out of 10 times. A variation of the straddle press, of course, is the pipe press to handstand. It's similar to the straddle press, but it's gonna take significantly more strength. While it looks cool for a show or for a performance kind of thing, you're gonna do pipe presses to handstand. In training, when you're just trying to get up regularly, the pipe press to handstand is most likely not gonna be what you're choosing. Moving on, we get the style on the L-sit press to handstand. Basically, a long press to handstand. Disadvantage, you need to be stronger, you need to be more flexible, you need to be more technical. The advantage, on the other hand, is that you can start with your feet not touching the floor. Meaning if you're training on handstand canes, on rings, on high P-bars, no matter what it is, those are all sports where you might be trying to get up into a handstand without your feet being supported. For this, you're going to need to be able to do an L-sit and start a press to handstand, but as long as you're training on the floor, those are not going to be an option for you to get up during your training sessions when you're working on handstand technique. Another very obvious pressing movement to get up into your handstand is bend arm press variation. Now this one is actually very, very popular for especially calisthenics athletes who might be on a significantly stronger side but simply not as flexible in the hamstrings. The bend arm press to handstand comes with this huge advantage that you don't have to be super technical, you don't have to be flexible at all basically, all you need is pretty good overhead pushing strength. One thing to keep in mind is that if this handstand push-up movement in the bender press is difficult for you, you get into your handstand quite exhausted, you cannot expect to then do a good job in your handstand. No matter what you're working on, your mount should be the easiest part of it. Here again, you could combine the bend arm press with a slight jump to basically bridge that gap and to make it a little bit easier yet to stay in control the entire time. Deciding which mount is right for you is really going to come down to a few key factors. Number one, how good are your hands at the moment? For how long have you been training and how skilled are you on your hands? Number two, how strong are you? Number three, how flexible are you? It just comes down to this. If you're pretty new to handstands and you would say you're a beginner, meaning you're not super stable on your hands just yet, honestly, don't bother with handstand mounts. Like I explained earlier, the mount getting up into the handstand really is by far the most difficult part of the handstand. So if your handstand is not super stable, your mount would need to be ultra stable and extremely perfect to make it up to magically hit this perfect position where you might have control on your handstand. Honestly, any time spent trying to improve your mount to become this perfect is completely wasted. We're assuming that you're going to continue to train handstands, meaning your handstands are going to get better and better and better. The better that your handstands are, the less precise your mount needs to be. We know for a fact, because you continue to train, that your handstands are getting better which means that eventually they will be so good that your mount can be pretty bad. 
And this means ultimately that any time spent right now, work on your mount, perfecting your mount, making your mount perfectly stable is wasted because half a year from now, this position, you will not need it anymore. So instead, go to the wall, train at the wall, work your slideaways, work your wall takeoffs, get stable there, cut out the mount, don't worry about it. In the meantime, invest into small tuck jumps, partial tuck jumps, wall tuck jump stands and these kind of things. Not because you're trying to get good at tuck jumps, but because you're trying to build confidence into your own arms, into jumping onto your hands. Because when your handstands improve, you only want to be able to jump onto your hands without fear. If you've been training for a while and your handstands are starting to get better, you're starting to get quite stable in your handstand, obviously now the tuck up is going to be the best variation for you. You don't have to be able to hold a tuck. Use the tuck to align your hips with your already aligned shoulders and hands. It's a stepping stone. Hit the tuck and kick right up into a straight handstand. Additionally, you're probably going to start working on your kick up to handstand if you have flexible hamstrings and knowing any intermediate handstand athlete out there, you've started to work on the press. You're going to need to focus on your flexibility, on your shoulder strength and your coordination. When it comes to an advanced handstand athlete, honestly, mounts shouldn't even be something that you think about. If you're trying to work on your one arm handstands and not nine out of 10 or fine, eight out of 10 mounts are perfectly stable, you are not ready yet. You cannot be wasting time and energy trying to get up into your handstand if you're trying to work on your one-arm handstands. If you have a specific problem with mounts and for some reason they just don't work for you or because you just don't want to practice them but you do want to practice your alignment and your one-arm handstands, go back to the wall, train chest to the wall, get a little bit of distance between your hands and the wall, do a slide away, do a wall takeoff, do whatever, and then do your one-arm handstand skills there. But don't think that you can train one-arm handstand drills and skills in the middle of the room if four out of five times you don't make it up to a handstand. It's just a waste of time. It's like trying to learn to juggle. Juggling is cool, but learning to juggle is not cool. Instead of throwing balls up and catching them, you throw them up, they fall, you pick them up, you throw them up again. That's going to be the same for your one-arm handstand practice. Instead of practicing one-arm handstand drills, you jump up, you fall, you jump up, you fall, you jump up, you fall, you jump up, you celebrate it, you made it up so you can practice your one-arm handstand drill, but you already don't have any energy left. So if you're an advanced athlete, presses and presses with a slight jump to get off the floor are going to be your thing. If your mounts don't work, but you still want to work your one-arm skills, go to the wall, practice there, separately practice your mounts until they're perfect. There's no excuse here. That's all I got for you. Mounts are not easy, but every single handstand does include a mount. So you have to get good and you have to get perfect at mount. They need to be stable and they should not be taking any energy, not physically or mentally. Practice your mounts separate from your actual handstand training so you can become overly confident. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure you check out the link in the show notes for a blog article that's going to describe the here explained concepts with images and videos for easier visualization. Additionally, you'll find a free workout there that is customized towards your goals and levels to help you get started or continue on with your handstand journey. Until next time.